Welcome to the Sal Vetri Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the podcast and the YouTube channel. Sal Vetri here. And today we are going to be breaking down the Thursday, April 9th, five game slate for the LPL and the LCK, China and South Korean leagues. 50K up top after we had our first midweek 100K to first tournament. Pretty cool. I think we'll be getting more of those moving forward. But Yes, the the main, the main every single day that we get slates out of the League of Legends are these LPL, LCK slates. So I'm excited to continue to break them down for you. If you are brand new here, uh, smash the the subscribe button. If you want to hit the like button, you can. And also hit that notification bell if you've gotten any value from a past video of mine or a current one. Around 35%, which is actually a very low number, very awesome on the community on your end. Of people watching these videos, 35 to 40% a month at this point and daily, really, if I break it down, are not subscribed to the channel, which makes sense. People are doing some different things, watching from different platforms, but appreciate if you hit that subscribe button, especially on the uh, podcast version as well. Now you can see I added a little overlay to the screen right there, I believe. The League of Legends course is now linked below. That League of Legends course is a free add-on bonus with your first deposit on Monkey Knife Fight of just $10. It is a $30 value if you choose not to uh, do that. And want to pay full price, but check it out. I spent a lot of time. I'm going to be adding some more things into that League of Legends course from just the basics all the way up to ownership and, and how to build lineups in an optimizer, uh, setting rules, how to get different with those stacks that are becoming chalkier now, but still optimal. So check all that out. That is the first thing in the description below. Uh, if you have just a couple seconds to hit the link and see what it's all about. Again, there's a way to get it completely for free. Thanks to Monkey Knife Fight, who is the presenting sponsor of the show. And yes, if you do deposit $10 on Monkey Knife Fight, they will give you $10 back. And that course comes for free. If you deposit up to $50, they will give you $50 back and my course is for free. So we partnered up with them to try and reduce the cost of the course uh, for everybody to a, a $0 fee as an add-on bonus. So check all that up, link down below. Um, so starting with the top laners today. So you have some uh, huge favorites and there's really one big favorite and then three decent sized favorites out of these five games. The big favorite is Royal Never Give Up and minus 769 favorite against LGD. Uh, you have a minus 323 favorite. These are the opening odds. They could have changed by the time you're viewing this. I'm recording this at 7 a.m. East Coast time on the 8th. Uh, you have a 323 favorite Edward Gaming against LNG and then a 270 favorite Invictus Gaming versus JD Gaming. The other two games are actually going to be uh, pretty close at this point. Uh, very similar odds in terms of uh, toss-ups for, for Keen here as a minus 137 favorite for AF against Griff. That should be an interesting uh, game to say the least, maybe not the most entertaining of games. And I guess the, the final game that we, we should actually talk about is the same exact odds. So two big favorites really. T1 is a minus 769 favorite as well. Kind of got them lost in the shuffle with the Royal Never Give Up exact same odds i believe these are uh, let's go over to odds portal and i can actually 100 percent guarantee that these odds are going to be uh, correct because i just want to double check that t1 and royal never give up are actually the proper odds that we are working with royal rgn yes 769 and then if we head over to t1 and this is just where i look at the odds it's called odds portal if you're listening on the podcast yes so they have the exact same odds i thought that maybe those were interesting that they'd be the exact same but yes two huge favorites that means today so just looking at some of these top lane yeah, you have you have some expensive top lane and it's going to make sense when they are some of the most expensive plays on the slate because they're big favorites right Kana, as long as Kana continues to start 32 starts already the second most any out of any of the top laners 
one of the highest kill participations on the slate, highest of the starters, 70.1%. Doesn't die all that often, really dies the least in the slate at 1.1 per contest at 6,800. That's a pretty good spot against Sandbox Gaming, who's only going to pick up around 10 kills per contest, dies at an average rate. So $6,800 for Can as a big favorite starts to make sense, but not anything that pops off the screen and then I'm just dying to get to. The Shy would be the player that if you were really trying to prioritize top lane, which I don't recommend, is the player that's going to stand out. Highest damage percentage at 29.3, highest kills right now at 3.4 per contest, 6.7 assists per contest is the most out of any of the starters on the slate. The Shy is a matchup versus JD Gaming, and JD Gaming as of right now on this slate um, is going to die 9.8% of the time, which actually isn't that much. So that's where kind of the, the worries for the shy in this team come in. If you're facing a team that doesn't die all that much, although Invictus Gaming is going to pick up 17.7 kills per contest, by far the most on the slate. Well, now players that usually don't generate a ton of kills where they're playing from, like the shy with the top lane, it gets a little bit more difficult when a team is just not dying in general. They're probably not dying uh, on the outsides of the map either, right on the top part of that map. So the shy at 7k, yes, stands out as probably the best just individual top lane in the slate, but the matchup makes it a little bit more worrisome. And then you start dropping down to some lesser favorites, if you will. So Adai from, so you get Edward Gaming here at minus 323 favorite. I like 3.1 kills per contest. I like the matchup against LNG right now, who dies 14.4% or 14.4 times per game. So this mid-range seems pretty nice. Again, top lane is somewhere where you're just filling in the rest of your lineup. If you're using an optimizer, you're probably not getting a ton of captains with the top lane. If you are, then you should increase the randomness on your AD carry mid lane jungler so you can get more of them in your captain spots, just have higher ceilings, higher uh, scores in general. Um, but if we want to look at maybe some of the underdogs, I do think that Zoom yet again is going to be fantastic. Zoom is at 5,600. JD Gaming is indeed an underdog. So that's concerning. JD Gaming does not die all that much, just 9.8 times per contest. And they do generate 13.4 kills per contest. That's pretty much a virtual tie for third most on the slate. Even though they're one of the uh, underdogs in the slate, they're not a huge underdog here. Um, Zoom took over for 705 due to some coronavirus stuff a couple days ago. Zoom is one of the best, if not the best top laner in the league right now, averaging three kills per contest, 7.9 assists per contest um, through the eight starts. You're going to get more and more starts as you go on. Matchup against Invictus Gaming, even in a loss, there's a good chance that Zoom could pay off easily this tag of 5,600. So a very strong price point for Zoom there. Somebody that I indeed do like quite a bit when you factor in the, the cheap price point. So Zoom stands out at a cheaper price point. You can have the same arguments for Flandre, but I'd rather get to Zoom as a, a smaller underdog and a, just a higher point score overall. Averaging the most fantasy points per contest on the slate is Zoom at the top lane position uh, by a wide amount, by seven points. So Zoom, Adai, Canada, the Shy, and Langax all in play for sure. And similarly, their team stacks are in play. Heading over to mid lane now. So mid lane at the top of this, you're going to get, once again, the big favorites are going to be really listed in order of favorite. If you're trying to find a spot where an underdog can really have an upside, I do think JD Gaming does have an upside to knock off a victory here. They are one of the slider underdogs. Obviously, Griff is a plus 104 underdog, so it's very close to a toss up there. Griffin, though, doesn't really get too many points, even in victories. 0.72 kill death ratio is not great. Only 8.3 kills per contest. That's the least in the sleep. So yeah, JD Gaming, uh, they're probably the team that I look at the most. Uh, LGD Gaming against uh, Royal Never Give Up a huge underdog, but they're known to just kind of have upsets throughout this season. Uh, they actually do pick up a lot of kills. 14 per contest is second most on the slate. It's actually more than Royal never give up their opponent. They just die a ton. They die the most on the slate of 15.9 times. So JD Gaming, early in the morning, at least from the analysis, looks like the best underdog option. 1.37 kill death ratio is the second best on the slate behind T1 uh, co biggest favorites on the slate. So um, when we start to look at some of these positions, yeah, JD Gaming players are going to stand out a little bit more for me. So uh, maybe not this specific position like it was for top lane. So 
Yageo. So you're going to have Yageo at 6,600. It's going to pick up average kills, average deaths, um, average assists, all that for a nice price point. A below average price point is 6,600 as an underdog. It offers an upside if indeed you get a victory there. But really, I'm going to be looking up top for a lot of these players. Rookie is the one who stands out the most. The downside is it's on the opposite side of JD Gaming. So in these lineups, obviously, you're not going to be stacking the entire game on this big of a slate. Four or three stacks on bigger slates, I think, become more optimal because it's easier to get different. But Rookie is just the best mid lane player in the slate. 4.6 kills per contest, 1.2 more than anybody else in the slate. 6.9 6.9 assists per contest, over one assist more than anybody else in the slate. 27.3 damage percentage is fantastic. Rookie at 7,800, if you're looking for a payup option, is going to be that payup option. Edward Gaming against LNG at $7,600 is also a fantastic option. I probably like Rookie in, in Scout from Edward Gaming, the two mid lane options there at $7,800 and $7,600 respectively as my two favorite payup options. And they just happen to not be the two biggest favorites. Like they're not on Royal Never Give Up. They're not on T1 like Faker is. So you actually get maybe a little bit less ownership there on those two players. And then again, if you wanted to go down to the the Ed or the JD Gaming Yageo, that looks interesting as well. Support players, we're not really ever trying to prioritize these support players. If we're also looking at these support players where we're probably not getting... Um, we're just they're going to be some of the last ones into our lineups we're not trying to get them as much in the captain spot on smaller slates i'd be more willing to get them in the captain spot on larger slates there's bound to be an ad carry who drops 100 plus points so i'd probably rather have that player in there and these support players aren't expensive so really whichever ones you want to get to get to as much as of them as you really want southwind from invictus gaming is going to probably be the best support player on the slate um in terms of factoring in the win upside minus 270 against jd i think i like the support players in this game the jd gaming versus ig so having pieces of both of them is definitely something that i have interest in um but i do believe that i have interest in getting to both sides of this because southwind 9.9 assists per contest leads the slate among all the starters 1.1 kills per contest also leads the slate among all starters southwind just picks up a ton of points and of course is a favorite on the opposite side of that for JD Gaming, you have LeMayu, who is going to be only $4,400, who is second behind Southwind in assists for starters at 9.5 assists per contest. Not going to pick up a ton of kills, but you don't need as much of the kill side of it if you can get somebody hitting that 10 assist bonus once or twice throughout this contest. Well, now you're sitting there with a $4,400 player. The upside, the upset, $4,400 is not bad. So um, yes, I do think that LeMayu is somebody who does stand out. Killa for LG Gaming, if Killa was to start over Chance, keep an eye on that at 4600 A huge underdog though, so prefer still um, LeMayu there as an underdog option on the top end of it south one would be my main priority six thousand dollars for ming really wherever you're going with your stacks and your four-man stacks your three-man stacks you're going to just get these players to funnel in based on where you're stacking right i do think south is the best individual player but i think effort in ming up top as a co largest favorites at minus 769 from Royal Never Give Up and T1 are also fantastic options i would slightly prefer ming for four hundred dollars more over fate but i would prefer southwind over all of um, these players, or, or Ming over effort, that is. And then underdogs, LeMayu stands out probably the most there. AD Carry, the highest scoring player on the slate. You're just going to get your AD Carries all really coming from winning teams that I want to get to. I don't want AD Carries from losing team. The mid laner will score a lot of points on the losing teams, but even that's not anywhere near as much as winning teams like support players and top laners. So um, it is a huge discrepancy there. A uh, price point that just stood out to me right away was, was T1's Teddy at 7,600. T1's Teddy at 7,600 leads the slate in creep score. Uh, second on the slate in all the starters at 31.5% damage percentage. Average assists, average kills. So you're getting a nice price point on a huge, huge favorite. I imagine this makes Teddy very popular, but on a slate where you have Betty on a slate where you have a puff, even hopes on this slate, it might make it a little bit more difficult to en- envision that Teddy picks up a lot of ownership. So potentially these massive massive t1 
favorites, maybe they go a little bit lesser owned just because of the other uh, huge, uh, usually players that pick up ownership like Invictus Gaming and Puff, uh, like Betty and RNG, especially as a huge favorite today. I think people might go there. So maybe that makes Teddy a little alone. We'll see once I start to run some crunches out and get an idea for ownership. But Puff, Teddy, Betty, Hope, these four huge favorites the four biggest favorites are the ones that stand out the most. Just individual best play that I would probably want to get to would be Puff. I just think the highest ceiling is there for Puff, but there's no doubt about it that Teddy, Betty, Hope, they can all drop 90 plus points today. I just think Puff would be the one to do it more uh, frequently. If you're looking for the underdog option, yes, it's, it's Loken, right? It's Loken without question. Loken is $6,400 on the slate. I get it. He's a plus 194 underdog, but you're looking at the player that um, is second on the slate in assists, is looking at a player who does pick up four kills per contest, which is right up there as like a top four, top five player in the slate in that perspective. Um, yeah, Loken is fantastic at $6,400 as an option on the cheap end. He allows you, if you put Loken in your captain spot, to really do whatever else you want with your lineup. Obviously, if you're playing one to five lineups, maybe um, it's a little bit harder to realize your edge when you're playing these underdogs uh, captain lineups. Uh, but if you're playing 20 to 150, yeah, JD Gaming is right now going to look good. And the fact that they look so good early in the morning, just before I even run projections, before I even... Um, get to ownership after running projections, it makes me think that they might be higher owned. So if they're like a stack that based on their overall points, if they were to win, has like a 10% chance to take down the whole tournament, but they're coming in at like 15% ownership or 12%, 10% ownership, it doesn't make them as appealing of an option, if that makes sense. It lowers my expectation of of wanting to get to them as much. But if they're unowned, well, then yeah, they're going to be a really good GPP option because they do have that high ceiling winning upside if they just knock off the win as like underdogs here. Um, and if the ownership's not there, <clears throat> well, even better. If the ownership is there, well, your edge in actually going to them starts to evaporate. Junglers, if you if you follow my Patreon projections, so if you're still watching this, I do have projections. I have rankings for the League of Legends, for uh, Counter-Strike, Global Offensive, CSGO, for uh, Rocket League. People have asked me about the EU Masters. The EU Masters will last around a month, three weeks to four weeks. It's a minor league tournament in Europe. Um, player teams that just did not make the LEC. The stats are very hard to come by because... They're minor league teams for the League of Legends. They don't really track stats all that much. I'm not yet sure if I'll be doing projections. I have created a database, but it's very spotty on player statistics to project for. You can use averages and things like that for the league to get an idea of it. And really two, two, three years ago, data on these players, which I don't really know if I want to be doing that. So if the prize pools get bigger, I'll find a way to get projections out there. But for right now, probably going to hold off. And for the people asking me about the golf, uh, the outlaw league, yeah, I, I've requested an API for the stats from them, but I, I highly doubt we get back from there, but maybe we will. And we can have some at least statistical models, but yeah, all the esports. I break down, link down below on Patreon. You can check that out as well as the, the course and information on how to get the League of Legends course for free. Jungler, if you do have my projections, you usually see that there's never a jungler that I put a yes next to. It's mainly, um, and now ranking them is a little bit different for their stacks, but it's usually like have some interest in this guy or I don't. And it's just because junglers are usually the good ones are expensive and or overpriced. And then the ones who aren't are underdogs. So it's just like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have interest in a lot of these guys, but nobody stands out because I'd rather pay 7,400 for a mid laner or just pay a few extra hundred dollars. Um, like for, for T1, for example, between Elam and Cuz, whoever does start, they're at a very similar price point to Teddy, their AD carry. And their AD carry is going to be scoring maybe double they, what they score some contests. So I just can't have an overwhelming yes there at a similar price point. So at the top for Elam and Cuz, between who starts, if it's Elam, I'll have much more interest, less games to, to kind of realize this, but a huge, huge um, just kill participation at 80.2% leads the entire slate and 101 
assist per contest. Uh, the player that I think becomes very interesting is Liang for Invictus Gaming. Liang for Invictus Gaming uh, right now 3.7 kills per contest if you get the start from Liang as we have been getting as of late second best on the slate um, and you're getting a, a very good just assist number a little bit above average and the price point is the biggest thing. 6,800 makes Invictus Gaming a little bit easier to stack. Canavy for JD Gaming as we've talked throughout this show. Looking for the slight underdog here. Uh, Canavy is the player that has the most kills per contest. So both of the junglers from the Invictus Gaming and JD Gaming game are in play for me. Not in the same lineup, of course, uh, but I do like both of them uh, quite a bit here. I also think that Peanut as a huge, huge underdog at 6,200 is interesting because Peanut is a player in a victory who could really lead all the junglers um, in a in overall points for the slate. Now, Peanut would be a play that you're only playing if you're playing 150. Maybe if you get one lineup in there with uh, LGD in your 20 maxes, but if you're playing 150, if they come in as the biggest underdog on the slate at like a 1.5 or 2% ownership stack, maybe you match that. Maybe you get just four lineups, get a little bit above it. So Canavy is probably my favorite underdog play at a reasonable price point. Liang as a favorite, a minus 270 favorite, is a very strong play in my opinion. And then, yeah, as you go up, you can get pieces of these other players. Elim over Cuz, if that was to be the case. XLB for RNG is the biggest favorite. is an okay play, but that's a very expensive price tag of 7,200, obviously factoring in the big favorite-tism there. And then for your team spots, uh, all the favorites stand out to me. I will have all the favorites in my exposures and not limit any of them. Um, the only teams that I will probably X out would be sandbox gaming and probably lgd gaming to get into my team lineups um i'll see on that though because lgd does average the second most of kills kills per contest they just die the most in the slate so that's what makes it a little bit more difficult i'll probably keep in their griffin i'll keep in their L, um lng esports and i'll keep in their jd gaming so sandbox probably gets the x out of my exposures all these teams will get the x out of my exposures in my captain spot and, and then we go from there just Look, if a team wins and they're at a decent price point, and for the most part, these teams are all at similar price points, I want to have at least some of them so I can get unique with my lineups, either as a 4-2-1-1 off stack or a 4-3 stack that's a little bit different. Maybe taking an underdog uh, in the three stack like JD Gaming as we've talked and you get their team spot in there. And if JD Gaming wins, there's no doubt in my mind that they can be the highest scoring team spot and even highest scoring overall team with their players on the slate. So having some exposure there at just a $4,400 price tag makes a lot of sense to me. I mean, they die the second fewest times on the entire slate and they have uh, tied for the third most kills in the slate. So it's, this is no there's no layup matchup here for Invictus Gaming. So thank you for tuning into this video. My name is Sal Vetri. If you can please, 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 I urge you take a second, hit that subscribe button. I really do appreciate it. And check Check out what I have linked up down below. Some free strategy guides. The course is down there for free. Um, lots of stuff in the description that I urge you to check out. Some other uh, some other strategy videos, uh, Patreon as well, all of that. Thank you for everybody who has continued to support the channel during these times of esports. I appreciate all of you. Hope you have a great rest of your day. Stay safe out there, and I will see you in the next one.